Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to True Romance. This is Devin Leary and I'm here with my pal, Carolina Barlow. Okay, Devin. What the fuck? What? I, I All I ask is for you and our listeners to give me 30 seconds of your time for me to start this episode by telling you a little bit about my dream last night where I worked something out. That's okay. it. I want 30 seconds. You That's know what fine. I dislike? People telling me about their dreams. But this one was important. Okay, so, let me time you. Okay, ready? Three, yeah. two, one, go. Okay, you guys, I had a dream last night that I was talking to an ex and I was presenting the case of myself as a girlfriend, as a partner. I was saying stuff like, I work really hard. I'm really successful. I'm pretty. I always have fun. You know, I'm good in bed, not to brag, but I just am. It's a fact. And um, I was watching as he was taking it in, but he was taking it in like I was selling him a car or something. Like he was just like nodding. And as I was selling him, I realized I cannot be in a relationship if I have to sell myself to you. I cannot be a deal you're making with yourself. You need to absolutely fall in love with me. And then I woke up, end of my dream conversation. Okay, so so that was 30 seconds, right? Okay, it was 46 seconds, but that's okay. I apologize. And I was dishonest when I said 30 seconds. I did not know that at the time. I but... also don't really know how to count. I, it looks like 46, but I have no idea. Devin's like it might have been upside down it could have been uh it could have just been me spelling boobs on my calculator I literally Um, had to do like I had to calculate someone's age and it was basically like oh this person was 15 in the year 1990 how old would they have been in the year 2012 and I was like 18 (laughs) literally that was how bad my math was and my coworker goes wait you think she'd only be three years older, 12 years later? And I go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah. So, yeah. Um, okay, go on. I woke up with this extreme feeling of peace. And it was my realization that when you go through a breakup or a fight or a disagreement at work, you kind of start a fake court in your head where you're presenting your case to a bunch of invisible people. And to the person that you want, you know, to be on your side that you want an apology from or an agreement from or anything. You're just kind of I think it's just your ego kind of being like, well, what about this? Well, what about this? Mm -hmm. This is why my current situation doesn't make sense. And here, let me explain it to you, even though I'm literally talking to nobody. I think I've been confused because in all of my relationships, for the most part, I'm not perfect, but in a lot of my relationships, I've been pretty codependent and have put a lot of energy into making sure the other person feels loved. If anything, I sometimes like lose my sometimes I've had trouble losing myself in relationships to the other person's experience of the relationship. And in fact, it takes me a second to think about whether I'm enjoying it or not. 
But yeah, I just, I've always been presenting this case of myself. Like I, I've never wanted to seem high maintenance. I've never want, you know, I was big into silent treatment when I first started dating, but I, I've always wanted to be like cooperative, which sounds really weird. But last night having this dream, I realized like, oh, I do not have to sell myself to anyone. Like the person who loves me will love me without me presenting the case why they should. And if I have to present a case at all, then that person is not the right one for me. And I was like, I don't need this person to realize I'm a good person. I don't need them to realize I'm a good partner. That is actually really revelatory. It is crazy. It's I don't crazy. need you to like, realize that like I'm a good deal. You don't love me. You don't love me. <laughs> I'm going to get that on a shirt. You don't love you me. You don't love me. That's I'm actually start a good that. shirt. Wait, that's a good shirt. We should do that as merch. You don't love me. And on the back, it says, do you? Do that's you? Right. <laughs> that is funny. You don't love me. Do you? Let me know. So since you got to say your dream, I'm going to say my dream because it's actually really fucking funny. So okay, I'm, I'm actually going to time you. Yeah, you'll do a better job of timing. Yours honestly <laughs> could have been 10 seconds and I don't really know. And I'm like, it was it was 57. It was nearly a minute. It was um, almost a day. Okay. A day a day's gone by and she's still telling that little <laughs> tale. Okay, start timing me. Ready? All right, go. I have a dream that I was on a date with Evan from the show Glee, the guy who's the preppy uh like frat boy that um Casey is in a relationship with and he's Keep now going. he's now in a, a bunch of other stuff. And I had a dream that I was on a date with him in the movie theater. We started like touching each other. It got really sexual. It was honestly hot sex in a movie theater and I'm really enjoying it. And then I look to my right and my boss is sitting in a folded chair <laughs> with her arms crossed, just staring at me. And I go, oh, fuck. And I run. I grab my clothes. I'm completely naked. I grab, grab my clothes and run into a hallway and stand behind like a barricade. And I'm like, wait, why did I just run? That was weird. And someone walks by and goes. Devin, I honestly think it was the right thing to do that you ran. Like, that was a good choice. And I go, really? Okay, thank you. I wasn't sure about it. Okay, that was 55 seconds, but I actually wanted to hear how it ended. So No, it just was funny to me that, like, this woman was like, Devin, I actually think you did do the right thing good by job. running. And, like, the fact that I stopped and thought, like, wait, should I have run? Like, what was the alternative? Just, like, continue having sex like that? Or just, like, I don't know. Like, and then I remember thinking, like, I wonder if that guy will, like, I wonder if Evan from... Glee will like think that was weird that my boss like I was like almost embarrassed as if it was like a first it's day. embarrassing I was like what a faux pas like now my ba boss is watching us have sex like I really wish I didn't do that because I kind of liked him and then I so anyway when I woke up I looked up his Instagram and I was like whoa he's actually way hotter than I thought he was and then I thought like wait do I reach out and then I was like oh no he's famous I can't reach out anyway <laughs> you're um, talking you're thinking of Sam Evans the blonde with really big lips right Wait, let me see. Sam Evans. Am I thinking? Of the I mean, wrong that's his that's his character's name. Um, no, no, no. I'm thinking of Evan. Oh my god, guys. I've been saying glee this whole time and I meant Greek. I meant Greek. Oh my god, <laughs> Greek is so good, you guys. No, I meant Evan from Greek. I can't believe we haven't talked about Greek yet. Greek starring Kelsey Grammer in a wig, a.k.a. his daughter, who looks exactly like him, being the lead. She looks nothing oh like gosh. him. She's beautiful. She is beautiful, but she's him. Okay, wait, but I was talking about Evan Chambers, played by Jake McDormand. I was not talking about that fish face that Carolina thought Sam Evans, played by Cord Overstreet. No, I did not have a sex dream <laughs> about Cord Overstreet. The name the Cord fact, Overstreet. The fact that I slandered my own name by uh, insinuating that I had a sex dream about Cord Overstreet is disgusting, and I will put myself on trial for that. The truth is, I had a sex dream about Jake McDormand of Greek fame and also of other shows fame that I don't know. <laughs> so let's be real and let's get honest. That's what it was. Let's be real and let's get honest is our new tag. That's another uh, piece of merch. Well, no, that can't be a piece of merch until you join the app Be Real, which I know you never will, even though it's the new frontier of social media. I'm so, shaking my head now. So fuck you guys, us, I guess. I went off Instagram, like not off it. I just took it off my phone and made no, a vow guys, not to go on Carolina, it. Carolina says this. I she go on said, it once a week. You, no, no, no. You do. 
once a week, Carolina. I've seen you on there three times this week posting statuses. This no, is the thing. True. Carolina, take a I minute. I only went on yesterday. Pause. Yesterday. And today, you haven't been posting headlines today? I did post some headlines today, but it was an emergency. No, no, Carolina, this is the thing. You say you went off Instagram. And as someone who did fully delete my Instagram and fully stop using it for a month, it offends me that you say I, I'm off Instagram and then you consistently multiple times a week go on to like DM and post headlines. Just one, one or twice, once or twice. We just Listen. confirmed it was twice this week and it's going to be three. I know it's going to be three. No, I'm not going to do it out of spite to you. This and whole this whole weekend, you're not going to post a single thing on Instagram? Uh, yes. Yes. I was already planning not to. I want to tell you how much my screen time went down. I don't even want to tell any human my screen time. I wish I didn't know the screen. I know. Time remember I... when you were like, mine's like not that bad to me and Beth. And then you were like, it's 75 hours per day. And we were like, wait, no, that's a lot. That's a lot. Babe. <laughs> Someone on Instagram during the uh, 2020 election, when we were waiting for Biden to win posts, they were like, gosh, look at my screen time. And it was like five hours. And I was like, are you serious? You think that's bad, babe? That's a Wait, goal. Wait, how do I see mine? It's um, not where our listeners don't need to walk you through. Uh, no, I, I need help. IPhone. I need help. Um, okay, um, my screen time is four hours and 12 minutes a day. That is absolutely incredible. I wish I could live like you. I will say not being on Instagram as much as given my screen time has gone down 25%. That's a huge amount. So I'm really grateful. I no longer... Um, hate myself in proportion to how much I want to be uh, other women and I feel better gotta say I, it I don't feel good but <laughs> what the fuck am I gonna do about it <laughs> not feel good that's the truth um we wanted to talk today a little bit about online dating um, oh just a fucking little I am actually I, I went I was on Raya as I told our listeners, until I saw someone that said I, I was getting ready to get off because I was paying so much money f- for it at one point because I was looking for a specific person in Los Angeles who I found, who I swiped right on, who I never heard back from. So as far as I know, they forgot they had Raya and both their arms are broken. But I saw someone who said, like, looking for more unvaxxed friends in L.A. And I thought this is a sign I need to get off Raya. I should try another app if I'm going to, but I'm going to take a break from the apps. That being said, I'm going. So you're to, not trying apps until uh, in a week. I go to New York for a day for uh, Sean, friend of the pod's wedding, and then I go to Vermont after I go to Sean's wedding, and I'm going to try app dating in Vermont. I want to meet a man who knows a skill, like a trade. Like I can't. I need to take a break from like dating people who I just like because they're funny. Or because, like, they can play music or tell jokes. I need someone who knows how to build a house. Like, I, I need someone who can contribute. Um, more than just personality and charm. So, like, but why not try other apps while you're in L.A.? Like, why does it only have to be when you get to Vermont? Because I want uh, the non-committal thing of being out of town. I don't want to think about the future. I just want to think about like experiences I can have out of town. I think it'll make me relax more. I think I'll be more relaxed going into it. If I'm very honest with myself, I do not want a boyfriend right now. You'd have to blow me out of the water. You would, For me yeah. to want to like put time into a relationship right now. No, I think that's true. And like, I feel the same way. And I think that's actually like a really positive thing for me. So if you need any more space to talk about yourself, let me know now before I dive into talking about myself. <laughs> that's a really good um, t-shirt too. <laughs> tell me right now. <laughs> if you need to talk about yourself, tell me right now. I'm about to go fucking in with this verbal diarrhea. And you're not going to get another word in edgewise. So you need to speak now. As Taylor Swift would say, speak now or forever hold your peace. <laughs> so this is the thing. I was on the apps in a year called the Lord's year 2018. Mm. And that's when I was single the last time. I have not been single since. I am now single again. It's the year Lord's year 2022. And the difference is, here's the difference. When I was young, I thought that I 
for some reason, first of all, I had the mentality of like, give everyone a second chance. Like you never know. And, and so that's one thing. I also had the mentality of like, I owe these men some sort of explanation if I'm not interested. I have dropped that so far behind me. It's basically in Secaucus. That's how far away it is from me. I have a completely different mentality now. The second someone does or says something in the chat that puts me off, they will never be hearing from me again. And I will not explain that to them. I'm, I have had to do enough fucking explaining in my life as a woman. I don't owe these fucking strange men on apps any explanation for why I don't want to go on a second date, why I don't want to go on a first date, why I stopped talking to you. That is absolutely none of your business. As Paige DeSorbo on Summer House, Bravo Summer House once said, women are allowed to change their minds so I can actually flirt with you and do more with you as much as I want and then change my mind and not want to anymore. And that's absolutely none of your business. And if you think it is, then you need Headspace or whatever the fuck Michael Phelps need- post about. <laughs> this is an ad. This is our long ad for Headspace. <laughs> you need Headspace or you need to be diagnosed by Michael Phelps because he seems to know whatever the fuck that is. You need better help. But this is what I'll say. So I just left and right. I start constant conversations. The second someone does something off, I'm out. And here's one thing that I've noticed that men can really lose me on. Okay. Everything's normal. Everything's fine. They send a selfie. This is what men need to understand. I have absolutely never once in my 30 years of life met a straight man who knows how to take a selfie. You (laughs) all do not know how to do it. You don't know how to look normal. You don't know how to look enduring. You don't know how to look hot in a selfie. So you need to not try that. And what they do is they send this selfie that absolutely kills any sexual tension that has been built up is immediately killed to hell. It's like dust. It's like disseminated. It's like, it's like apparated somewhere else in the Harry Potter multiverse. It's Mm -hmm. like, it's gone. So twice I've had a man, like we're building up, we're talking and they send a selfie and I'm like, oh, I'll never come back from this. Right. I can never talk to you again. I'll never come back. Whereas I think women know how to send as I, as I personally have, like women know how to send like a cute flirty selfie. That's like, relevant to what you're talking about like they're like oh what are you up to at the gym cute flirty selfie like i look good make sure it looks good curate it make sure it hits all the angles like whatever but to just out of nowhere this is what happened both these times this is what i'm realizing too both times it was completely out of nowhere unprovoked i wasn't asking what they were doing we weren't talking about what they were doing they just sent a selfie i guess to like start a conversation and one was completely straight faced oh, no like serial killer giving serial killer and one was like attempt to be goofy which is almost worse even worse yeah and i was like this is a crisis i was like this man is no longer able to be helped bethany franco i am in a torture chamber i am being tortured right now no you know what i mean when it's like on gray's anatomy where like the beep starts going like consistently and they're like it's dead like that's how it felt like it was like beep 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 and then they send the selfie and it's like Beep. And then, like, I take off my gloves. I take. I'm. I'm. Doctor McDreamy. Yeah. McDreamy. I take off my fairy printed cap, and I go like, it's done. And I'm like, I'm gonna just go have to think about the fact that I lost a patient on my watch. And bye. Um, <laughs> so I went on my first online app date, and I will say that like I've had one app date since that was that was a no in a good way, which is like, okay, we just didn't have chemistry, but we both kind of realized that we both were respectful about it he still paid for my mocktail and he was like all right great thanks like have a good night and we never texted again totally fine respectful good and then i had one that was no in a horrible way i had another that was like just fine but anyway i don't have to tell you guys about every single thing that's happened yes to you me. do and then yes, I, you and do. then i went to the pharmacy and then there was a long wait and so then i went for a walk around the block i ended up buying two items of clothing because i have a shopping addiction no so my first date was no in a bad way where it was like this guy was so pretentious and mansplainy from the second we sat down. The second we sit down, his his profile said that he like worked, he was like a beer brewer or something. So I go, so what is brewing? Like, I don't know. I guess I just wasn't thinking about my words that closely. I go, so what is brewing? And he goes, <laughs> what is brewing? That's a him. really broad question. I know. I so him. that's like, that's all you need to know. Afterwards, that was basically all it was. 
And then like he still texted being like, hey, like, did you get home safe? Whatever. As it, And I was like, no, I didn't get home safe. I'm, I'm completely <laughs> I'm unsafe. I've lost my mind as a result of you. <laughs> <I'm dead. laughs> this is Devin's mother. She's dead. Okay, so then I, because I've been going on a lot of dates and I think we're taking opposite approaches right now. You're taking things very slow and I'm like constantly going on dates, which there's nothing wrong with either approach. They both have their benefits and they both have their consequences. I am envious of your ability to throw yourself out there. I want the same for myself. And how do I do it? I do it by being vulnerable again. And allowing room for there to be really good people out there because as I've been telling Devin, I have an ounce of faith right now. I have an ounce of faith in like the prospect of a good relationship. And that's not because I haven't seen them. I've seen some very beautiful relationships. I'm just, the apps are so specifically depressing to me. And a part of me just doesn't believe that I will find someone there because I hate them so much. But the same time, what am I looking for? I think that's the question. Because if I'm looking for a husband, I don't have to find that on the apps. As you know, uh, once in New York, I didn't know, I didn't want to hook up with anyone from the apps, but I wanted to make out with someone one night. So we kept on texting guys to meet me on a street corner to make out. And maybe I need to get back into that mind space. I'm getting crushes. That's the good thing. That's a safe spot for me right now. I'm getting crushes and it's really fun. It's so interesting because I physically can't fathom having a crush and not immediately trying to make something happen out of it. Like, I would be so uncomfortable just like being like, I know I have a crush on this person and I don't know what's going to happen. That is physically uncomfortable. I am physically uncomfortable with it. I think I'm, I'm, you know, what helps. And this is really, this is really the worst thing I could say. And I'm, I'm, I'm apologize for saying in advance what helps for me. And I'm going to connect this to trauma is working out. And when I say working out, I mean my Tracy Anderson dance cardio that I can do for 30 minutes at a time. So I did that this morning. I already feel better. Um, when I'm really like sort of crawling towards depression, because sometimes depression doesn't hit me as much as like, I realize that I've been like not feeling great for three days. It's usually cause I'm like not moving. Like I'm, I'm stagnant, which I think a lot of us struggle with because we go from like house to car to work to bed. I, I think I need to move to like be connected to my body at all. And when I'm connected to my body, that's when I like feel sexual. And if I'm not, if I'm just sort of just like laying down always, which is my favorite position in life and in bed, um, I will start feeling completely disconnected from myself, like I lethargic. And so I think, you know, the, the last time I felt really optimistic, excited was when I was in Boston. I was walking everywhere. I was going to do Pilates at 5 a.m. in the morning, which was crazy. And I was just, I was watching Roni for the first time. I had never really gone to the Housewives and I was starting season one of Roni. And um, I think I need to get back into that headspace of just being really active and then like the sex will follow. And oh, by the way, this is not like my eating disorder to lose weight. I'm not going to change the way I eat. I just can't do that. I can't also wait to have a lemonade. I need to dessert every night. That's just like a part of me, but I just need to be connected to my body or I'll become numb. And like when I become numb, like I, I lose interest in sex. That makes sense. I don't relate to it, but it does make sense. Well, I think that's good. I think like there, I don't think that my way of like throwing myself out there on the apps and like immediately trying to date people is like necessarily healthy or helpful. It's just like what works for me. But I think also what you're doing, taking things like slowly and not obsessing over it as much is probably, it's probably healthier to be honest. I don't know. I don't think it's an either or. I really think you're right. Like whatever works for you. And I think that I have to be careful not to do things out of a fear-based place, which I know we've talked about before. And like, I think I am in a little bit of a fear-based place right now. So the only way to break out of that is to get more experiences. Yeah. I want you. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. 
you'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men how this beguiling woman in her 50s she looked like a million bucks with zero qualifications she had a harvard plaque tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents she's got all of these maseratis and bentleys all in the driveway is it like a mansion yes it's a mansion that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry she would probably have sex with one of her clients hide your money in your old rich man because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Speaking of experiences, speaking of, unfortunately, I did have an experience where I knew this was going to happen. And you actually, literally, I listened to our podcast, like to edit it. And like something you said on our podcast helped me. I forget what you were talking about. Um, We were talking about breakup movies. And you mentioned the thing of like, the first person that you get excited about after a breakup. It's triggering. Yeah. What were we talking about? Like we were talking about Under the Tuscan Sun and oh, Under yeah, the Tuscan yeah, yeah. Sun, Diane Lane hooks up with someone after her divorce and she basically thinks she's going to marry this person. The person I lost my virginity to, like we ended up dating the ne- the second person I ever had sex with in my life, I became obsessed with, like yeah. obsessed with him because I thought like we'll probably date just like the person I lost my virginity to will probably yeah. be my boyfriend. And then finding out like, wait, we're not going to date um and you might be crazy and yeah you came to my party but just for a second drew all over my leg and then left like that yeah he was a graffiti artist a white graffiti artist yep that's not a red flag the weird thing about that is that it's not a red flag when it happens to you um (laughs) but you build a narrative like i was in a bad relationship now i'm gonna be in a good one yeah no, so like this is what happened. So I match with this guy on Hinge. We immediately start going back and forth. As we'll get into, like the discourse on Hinge is so <laughs> so toxic most of the time. Um, that like for someone to be normal and have good rapport is like so rare. So that's how this guy was. And he he like immediately asked me out, but then he said, which this looking back, I'm like, this is a red flag. He like immediately asked me out. I'm like, yes. And he's like, okay, I'm not free till next Saturday. It was like a Sunday. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's kind of annoying, but sure. Then he starts texting me morning, noon and night. Like we are texting 24 seven, but like, and it was like really good conversation, like getting deep, like talking about feelings, talking about past, like texting 24 seven. And I'm literally like, wait, are we like falling in love? Like, is this real? I literally said, I, this is how delusional I got. His profile said he didn't want kids. Like it specifically had a thing that said, like, I really don't want kids. Like, I don't want kids. Clearly, he was in a relationship with someone who did and they broke up over that. Like, that's my diagnosis. 
So I literally am FaceTiming with my best friend from high school, Haley. And I go, and he doesn't want kids. But honestly, sometimes I think I don't want kids. Like sometimes I'm like, the world is ending. Like, do I want kids? Which is so insane. And, and I was like, and there's this and like his job, I was like, his job's amazing. And it's like this, and this is meant to be whatever we go on a date. First of all, I curse myself because I get waxed, which we know you shouldn't do because you know, you will not have sex if you get waxed Mm -hmm. that day. But I was like, okay, I think I'm going to have sex and I think I'm just going to get waxed because like I have to. So I do that. And then I go on the date. I looked amazing. Like I looked the perfect amount of like slutty, but also casual. Like I could have just thrown this on, but it actually all fits me in the most perfect way possible. My hair looked good. I get there. I just know when I get there, I'm like, wait, I like look so good. Like this person is freaking out that they're on a date with me. And he did kind of seem that way. He was like nervous, whatever. We have a great date. We have a lot of laughs, great rapport, good chemistry. And then he suddenly is like, like, I was like, what do you want to do now? He's like, I actually have to work early. So I have to go home. And I was like, if it happens to you, <laughs> you will know. No, I was just like sad music immediately starting. I'm like, I'm already picturing, oh, picturing yeah. myself stopping at the bodega on the way home to buy cigarettes and feel sorry for myself and like cry while I smoke them. So I'm like, all right, cool. So we like have an awkward hug goodbye doesn't text me that night, doesn't text me the next day. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? Like we were talking for a week. So then I decide to like text him and I'm just like, Hey, like whatever made a joke. And he made a joke back. And then he was like, and I was like, Oh, like I would love to like hang out again. And he goes, yeah, I would too. Um, but I'm really busy this week and I'm going out of town next weekend. So then I'm like, okay, so then you don't want to hang out. Like, I don't know. Fuck you. So at that point, I'm like, this guy is basically trying to ghost me and he doesn't know how I'm accepting it. I'm mourning, going through my different phases, wearing a morning veil to work. I'm like, it's over. It's done. I am no longer in a relationship. I am no longer going to have a childless marriage. I'm going to actively try to have children now. It's going to be fine. Then he texts me randomly on a Saturday. I'm with my friend and I get this text from him and he goes, well, first he goes, how has your week been? And I'm like, bitch, what do you care? Like we haven't spoken and you soft ghosted me. Like what? So I go, it's been like pretty good. How is yours? Doesn't respond for four hours. Then I get frustrated. So I just go, so do you want to hang out again or not? That's what I said. And then he goes, I think I don't. Sorry. I I've been like going through a lot and I'm not ready to date and I'm not ready to do this. And I'm not ready to that. And I'm like, then don't waste my So I go, I wanted to say, oh, that's cool. Then you just should have said that from the beginning instead of like for a whole week being like, how is your week? And weirdly like, whatever, like just fuck off. Why did you ask me how my week was? Because you think that that makes you a gentleman? Like, bye. So then I decided in that moment, I was talking to a friend about it and she told me that she put on her profile specifically that she's casual because I was like, I'm sick of men. Like, it's like I hang out with them and then they're like, this is the thing. Like I need to take things slow. Cause like, I don't want to jump. And I'm like, I'm not looking for that. I just wanted to hook up. Like they're like, my parents got divorced in the sixth grade and yeah, it shook things up for me for sure. Yeah. Like I'm like, okay, yes, I was kind of into this guy. And yes, I was picturing choosing a childless life for him. Sure. But that night, like, <laughs> like she told me the least he could have done was just like, at least hook up with you. Like, obviously I'm wearing this outfit. Like at right. least just do that. My intentions so- are clear. My intentions are clear. So like, you think I'm wearing a Skims bodysuit because I want to get into a relationship with you? We might you be fuck? setting women's rights back during this conversation. Anyway, so I put in my profile that like, I'm actually looking for something casual. And you know what? Everything's been a game changer since. Everyone seems, I mean, I haven't really, I've only had a few experiences since, but it just seems much more beneficial to me to just spell it out and be like, hey, I'm looking for something casual. You don't have to like text me 24-7 and make plans weeks in advance and then freak out about things being too serious. Like it's cash. Do you want to hang? Do you not want to hang? Maybe go to a show together, maybe like get an ice cream, whatever. Like, but I had to make that choice and I'm glad I did. I think that's very smart. Something that Margaret Cho said in a book that Chelsea Devonta's friend of the pod posted was that we do have power to manifest things in our lives. And I, and I don't mean by like putting them on a Pinterest board or anything. I mean, by actively, if you have a goal, you will take actions to actively pursue that goal. So just make sure the goal is something you want. And what I mean by that is if you want to have a relationship or you think that's what you're supposed to have, you're going to text people during the, you know, Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday dates that aren't basically about going out and having fun. You have to know what you want so as to not to waste someone else's time. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I think that that's especially why like I've been reticent about going on the apps because I don't really know what I want right now. And I think that um, you're allowed to be explicit too and ask for clarity like you did in terms of like, so do you want to hang out or not? Like, I don't have time to necessarily like read between the lines. Like, just tell me so I can move on with my day. And here's the other thing. Like, I don't want to text small talk. I really don't. Like, that's the other thing is like, another person who even was like responding to the casual thing is then being like, how's the work day going? It's like, why would I tell you how my work day is going? I don't even tell my friends that like, I'm not texting Carolina, like my work day is going. Okay. Like going to see a movie later tonight. Like I don't do that with people. So I'm not going to do that with you. But I think another thing that needs to be spoken about is the abomination. That is the things men choose to put in their profile and the things men's choose the thing men's men's the thing that men choose to respond to our profiles thoughts or should I dive in? <laughs> yes, I am interested in this. I mean, one of the reasons I wanted to go off men's dating, men, men's dating, men's datings is because they are <laughs> so bad at presenting themselves. They and I suck thought, ass at it. It's so terrible. And I, and I started saying to myself, you can't judge this man. He does not know how to put himself together online. Like putting yourself together online is a skill that our parents never taught us because we were the first generation with these apps. But you know what? You know what, Carolina? We learned though. So why didn't they? Females learned. We learned. Yes, we learned. We, we did. We learned. I went on MySpace and I saw a girl from my middle school's cousin posting a selfie of herself in the mirror with a belly button ring showing and her boobs pushed up. And I said, that is how you do it. And I'm going to learn how to do just fucking this that. This is how you do it. This is how you do it. <laughs> Devin, to cut to Devin at 12, like <laughs> rolling her shirt up. Being, being the mean girl's little sister dancing in front of the TV. Yeah. Yeah, babe. But yeah, meanwhile, men are doing the kissy face to the side, throwing up deuces. Oh, my and, God. And also, OK, have you noticed this? Like, I'm like, where did you take this picture? Like, did you take it in a public restroom in the park? I like, know. I'm like, why did you choose this location? And did you clean your lens like these blurry? I'm like, who are you? I can't tell who you are. Who are you and where do you come from? Also, speaking of who are you, when when the first photo is like a huge group shot with 10 million people, it's like, again, who are you? Like, which one are you? I don't know. I don't have time to go scoping through like I'm a detective to find like, like I'm looking at the fucking Zep Ruder films. Like, I just want to know who is you? Who is you? And show your face. Who is you? And show your face. It also is a low key red flag. If I see a group picture with a bunch of guys in tuxes. For whatever reason, it makes me think of the cast of Southern Charm and yeah. like it gives that energy. <laughs> this is another thing. The way men have been responding to my profile is really interesting. Right. Because you have a prompt that you've been using. Yes. So last week we had a story from friend of the pod, Nancy, who told her date story and then talked about her tip for the dating apps, which was making your profile extremely simple, hence only using photos of yourself with ice cream and then saying, I like going out for ice cream. And that seems like something men can put wrap their heads around is, okay, this person likes ice cream. I should ask them out for ice cream. So I have sort of taken that approach with my profile in terms of saying like, I'm looking for something casual. And then I have one prompt that's just a joke on my Hinge profile. And then I have another prompt that is like supposed to be a conversation starter. And I thought it was good because it's like, a little bit like sexual. Like it's like something that could be like a flirty convo. It's a little bit sexual. It's what is a period. That's what my prompt is. <laughs> what is, is um, where is the clitoris? Why does it feel twitchy down there? Um, no, no, no. Twitchy. It's not. No, because that's what it feels like when you're getting turned on, right? Or no. <laughs> that's how it feels to me. Twitchy. Okay. So I put this theory that I've talked about on the pod before. I said my most controversial opinion, which is the prompt, was that Kim Kardashian is asexual. And it's worked a lot in some ways. Like it is a flirty conversation starter. People will, it's something that men can immediately respond to and say, can you explain this theory? And then I usually give a very brief explanation. We've all heard it on the pod. So we're not going to dive into it right now. We're not going to dive into it. But like the good people will be like, oh yeah, that's like a really funny point. Ha ha. Anyway, like what are you up to this weekend? Like, or just like move the conversation on, but like, it's just something to start the convo. Okay. Okay. 
the way that some men have absolutely come for me over this, as if I want to get into a full-blown debate society about this. Like, I don't want to debate this. I'm obviously just putting out there. It's the same thing. It's the beginning of a conversation. None of this is a debate. Like, none of this is a debate on anyone's hinge profile. You should not be looking at it and seeing things that make you feel like you are wrong and have to prove yourself right. You have something wrong with you if that's your response. Your response should be like, oh, is this something I can ask a question about so that I can ask this person on a date? Great. If not, maybe I'll just have to say, hey, how was your weekend? Like, but people are coming at it as if I'm attacking them. For example, one person's response. Sorry, I'm fucking having to scroll for it like an absolute asshole. Oh, here's one I just came across. Someone's profile says, you should leave a comment if you don't care that I'm not six feet tall. Okay, we know that. Uh We know that type. Um, You should not go out with me if you press the elevator button after it's already on. Oh, you think you have the magic touch? Like, why are you attacking me? I just want to look at this and try to go on a date with someone. Like, what? Okay. So this guy responds to my prompt and he's like, tell me more about the Kim Kardashian theory. I say my brief thing. And by the way, in his initial question, he said, hope your argument isn't premature, pun intended. And I'm like, wait, what's the pun? Is the pun about premature ejaculation? Because that's absolutely not on the table. Premature ejaculation is not on the table of this conversation. Like, why would you make puns about something that we're not talking about? Do you go around making puns about premature ejaculation just in life (laughs) when no one talks about it? But I did say, I said, my argument is not premature at all. I've actually been watching Kim Kardashian's show for over a decade. Like, just to be clear, he goes word for word. LOL, LOL, LOL. Yeah, but like so many people are outwardly. Why would they? Well, why would that limit her desire for a sex life? That's like saying Elon Musk is too busy being outwardly building companies. You heard that right. Too busy being outwardly building companies that he's too busy to have an internal sex life, dot, dot, dot. And that guy has like six babies. Okay, maybe Elon Musk's sex life isn't the best example for my case, LOL. Interesting though, that Kim's game came from sex. You think she was asexual then too? I, yeah, it's like block. I, I you're sleepwalking. You must be sleepwalking and texting me at the same time because nothing you're saying makes sense. The, mo- the most interesting thing is that he later then like just messaged again. Like I obviously never responded to that, although I did like broadcast it to the nation. He then later responded again and was just like, hey, like, what are you up to? Do you want to get drinks? And I was like, no. Another person responds and said, I want to hear this theory fully explained, which I thought was like jokingly like, haha, I want to hear this theory fully explained. I didn't know he meant I actually want a thesis on this. He goes, I thought, I thought, I thought Kim was autosexual, but curious on your thoughts. And I said like a joking thing, like Googling what audio, what autosexual is, LOL. Like, here's my brief theory. And he goes, I think this woman's story arc and brain is actually pretty fascinating. So to hear a different take is something that I want to understand. I'm sure you've discussed this a billion times on here, but I just think her brain is warped by two major factors. One, being married to a man that sexualized her daily and made her life's his life's work to make her appearance in the image that he wanted Two, building a billion dollar empire off her appearance and sexuality i think it can be both she is teen boyish in the way she discusses sex but it is still sexual in nature because she wants to capture every dollar she can while she can while she can as a global icon for her looks it feels like a simple party trick that continues to work for her i'm like wait it's also like you're it's, giving me multiple points that I have to, as if I'm supposed to be like, okay, addressing item number one. On item number one, my thought is this, addressing item number two. On Like, I don't want to do that. I don't know you. I'm trying to have fun in a way that is supposed to be simple. I'm here for shits and giggles and maybe a couple fucking drinks for free and maybe a couple fucking nights of fun. I'm not here to have a thesis and hear your thesis. I think some men do not know what to do if they're not explaining something to you. They don't know how to have a conversation where they're not teaching you something. No, that's so true. And they will try to do that and be like, oh, like, what do you need me to tell you about? I think that's a struggle for a lot of them. I was at a party the other night where I was walking through why I don't believe in in some facets of marriage. Like, why does the state have to get involved? Famously, a quote from Laura Wasser, which I did a tribute to her. And I was talking about why women get married in white. It's because, you know, from Queen Victoria, when she got married, it was all about anyway. I And 
no man fucking addressed me. No one responded to me. No one said anything. And I was like, why isn't anyone engaging in this conversation? And I thought, oh, it's because you guys want to be in the position to tell me something. Okay, fine. Go ahead. Yeah. Also, that we've talked about this before, but like, don't do the you should not go out with me if prompt. Like, it just comes across so negative off the bat. This person puts, if you, you should not go out with me if you don't own a single house plant. I like people who understand the importance of hydration. Like, so you're just ruling me out. You don't even fucking know me, bitch. No, I don't own a house plant, but you know what I do own? Dignity, grace, a personality that I'm proud of. A tiny vagina. This person says, date a tiny, <laughs> what if I responded to that? Okay, I don't have a housewife, but I do have a tiny vagina. Too bad for you. You'll never see it because you put this on your profile. This guy puts dating me as like vibes, colon, laid back, intimate, curious, can't laze, always doing. So I'm like, you've already contradicted yourself. Your vibes are laid back, but also can't laze and always doing. Bye, bitch. Bye, bitch. I want you. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men... How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry she would probably have sex with one of her clients hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts We should talk about the profiles we like. I like a profile where I can see what you look like. I don't want you to go completely meta and only post weird like Tumblr pictures. Mm-hmm. I like if you have a dog, like you should use that dog. Like that you dog. Have to. Yeah, you have to. You have I have to know what dog I could potentially mean. And that's also a good way to have a conversation starter. I actually have co-opted the existence of a dog into my profile because I took a photo with my friend Haley's dog. And it's a good conversation starter because people will say, what's your dog's name? And then I will say, I've actually already lied to you. That's not my dog. And no <laughs> reference of meeting a celebrity. Please don't say two Zero. in the lie. I once held Wolfgang Puck's hand at a soccer game. <laughs> like, I don't, I, that's I know that's your what truth. It would be. I that's know, literally what it would be. Uh, all of that. No pictures of the celebrity. That's really important to me. No pictures at like a premiere or any kind of like red carpet event, that's a red flag to me. Like you want, you think that's like a social 
credit or something that you think that's cool? Carol, I have a photo of me at the Emmys, uh, but only because my boobs look so pretty. good in it. Yeah. My boobs yeah. look so good. I understand it. if it's pretty. I do. I think also something good is what you are looking for, potentially. Be clear, like we've been asking. Yep. And skills that you have. Saying your trade. So like, I would love to know if you could cook. I would love to know if you can make things around the house. Um, my friend and I were talking about how we wanted to be with someone who could be financially supportive of us. And I said, sure. I, I, yeah, that would be great. But I also would just, I'm fine. If you need financial support too, I just want someone who can contribute. Can you cook for me? Yeah. I'm happy to pay rent. Can you cook for me? Can you clean for me? Can you build something? Yep. And I'm not talking about servitude. I'm talking about contributing to making something together, like a house or a family. Yeah. I really don't care what people do for a living as long. My mom said this to me too. Like she said for me, she said, whoever you're with, I don't care what they do. All I care about is that they love you unconditionally. Yeah. And I thought that was really sweet because mm-hmm. I said, okay, are you fucking kidding me, mom? If he doesn't make seven figures, I'm walking the fuck out. I said, mom, I think that's really sweet, but (laughs) no, I'm totally kidding. Um, I don't care what someone does as long, but also as long as they're like content, like it's like, you don't have to be, you don't have to be ambitious as long as you're like content, just like being a stay at home dad or doing whatever you do, like doing your hobbies during the day. That's fine. If you're like kind of listless and just, I can't deal with complaints. I'm just too old. Yep. And I, you know yep. what? I And the other thing is I'm a complainer. I want to own that pulpit for myself. I can complain. I'm really putting a great picture of myself out there. Um, no, I, I also think this applies to what I'm going to say next though, which is that do not put an inspirational quote in your bio because the way that sounds is that you're telling me something I probably already know. Like if you're putting an Emerson quote in there about how we um, should have fun with our friends and not talk shit about each other. Yes, I assume that. I know that that's probably the right thing to do, but you're turning me off. If anyone ever said that, I would like had on their profile they don't like to talk shit. Actually, I saw someone once that put like, "I'm looking for someone who's like good natured but can talk shit every once in a while." And I was like, "Exactly. <laughs> like you better be able to talk shit. I don't want to not talk shit with you." For me, it's tough when people are totally sincere. Maybe that's something that's wrong with me, but I prefer when someone does sort of make fun of the medium a little bit, like satirize the medium a little bit, maybe make a little bit of fun of the fact that we're on hinge, maybe like make a couple of jokes, like, you know, something like that. I feel like I agree. That's good. And, um, I will also say that, yeah, pictures with moms is definitely a plus. It's like, okay, so you probably don't have like at least you you at least don't hate your mom and that's a good start compared to most men um and and like sure let me see what you look like shirtless i put like bathing suit pictures on mine just a couple i wasn't necessarily flaunting my body but it's like you should probably know that i have 34 a's yeah you probably know that i have a little bit of a belly i'm okay no with i that. actually should put a, i actually should put a bathing suit pic i have one where like that dress that emmy's pick like you you basically can see my whole boobs Um, but like, I don't have anything that shows anything like my butt. So maybe I should post a bathing suit pic, but yeah, show your ass as Carolina once said on this podcast, show me your ass. That's the one thing, first of all. And second of all, like, I do think that you have to put something that people can respond to. You have to have something interesting or weird. Some people will literally make it like purposeful to the extent that they'll be like, ask me about like the time I storm the capital no i'm kidding <laughs> ask me about january 6th <laughs> ask me about january 6th no my one friend actually put like please so please like immediately tell me where you were on the morning of january 6th because i just need to know ahead of time um, that is a good one i i like that no but yeah put something that people can respond to because sometimes i look at these guys profiles also if you're a man and you're dating women you need to put something that makes you easily stockable online, whether you show your Instagram or put like exactly where you work right now, because this is the era of sex trafficking. This is the era of taken. And I know sex trafficking is kind of like a weird anti-immigration myth in some ways, but like, just like make it possible so that I can find out that you're not a total stranger. I actually looked at this guy's LinkedIn and then he like texted me like, LOL. Uh, so I looked at my LinkedIn and I was like, yeah, I'm not insane. 
Like I'm, I'm trying not, to figure out if I should meet you. Or not. Yeah, I I don't want to die. Like I want to know that you're a real person. And he was like, "Oh, that's actually totally fair." Like, yeah. Um, I love that you said that. Like, yeah, I'm. This is this is actually like called being safe for a female. It, it's called being safe. It's called like if you lie about what you do, then I don't trust you. How about that? It's also called saving my time. I saving my know. time. I do. I I need to know so I can save my time. All right. Anything else on this topic? There is something I'm struggling with, which is my ego in terms of online dating. I feel like if I'm good enough, I should just be meeting someone in person. But I have to look at the day and age of meeting in person. I don't drink. I don't like going out to bars. I don't want to just like hang out at a bar. Um, The parties I go to, the men who show up are underwhelming. That's what I'm going to say. I mean, I also have had that mentality where I'm like, I'll just meet someone in person. I'm trying to be better at that. Like, I know what it actually requires is extended eye contact, like looking at someone, making extended eye contact and like smiling so that they know you're interested. And I haven't been able to bridge that gap, but I think I will. (laughs) I haven't been able to meet eyes um, with uh, other human beings. You know what I also think it is? And this is going to sound so obnoxious, but I think I've realized my defense mechanism is looking down at my phone. Yes, totally. It, it was same. cigarettes or checking my phone. And I've actually done like a little bit of a social experiment. Call me Dr. Kinsey, which is that when I'm at work, sometimes if I'm on a set, yes, a movie set, Hollywood, California, that's where the geotag's at. I will be walking by someone who I only know kind of well, like another person on set who I'm not necessarily friendly with, but we've hung out or, you know, another writer on set. And I'll just try to make on contact with them just to see what they'll do. And they always look down at their phones. Like mm-hmm. it's a safety thing. It's like, okay, I, I don't really, I don't want to engage with this person right now. It's awkward. Just be like, Hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? Yeah. And so I'm just going to look at my phone and stream by them. So I, I think I have to let go of that crutch a little bit. It is a crutch. No. And it is hard. And like, I do sometimes feel like when I'm out, I'm like, well, is everyone here just on the apps? And should I just like try to meet them through the app? I don't know. It's, it's a hard mentality to get out of, but I also, I just want to give a final shout out to the abolishment of just saying like, Hey, how's it going without anything else more interesting on the apps? Like, it's like that just immediately is a turnoff for me. And one person actually said, hi, Devin, how have you been? No. How have I been? I, since I when? I, since birth? I, I don't know I've you. I've never asked you that. I've never asked you that. I don't know you. Don't ask me that. Just say something fucking weird and stupid or don't say anything at all. Exactly. And we'll we'll keep you posted on our little endeavors. I will let you know what kind of tradesmen I um, bed in a barn somewhere in Vermont. Just kidding. I, I, I'll probably be too scared to go back to a farm of some sort because um, those scare me more than anything. I will have you know that I am engaged in an ongoing dialogue with a tradesman right now. Oh, what kind of trade? Electrician. Oh, hot. Can you imagine? He could help me with my fire alarm that keeps going off that you guys might have heard. He can fix things. Tell you that much. All right. We love you, true rumor listeners. We love you, true rumor listeners. And we are going to get started on some merch, I think, based off of today's convo. I don't know. God only knows. God what, only what, knows. Let's see what Carolina sends me and I'll, I'll decide. I love you, Devin. Love you. Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 